Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me on my Elevate podcast. So in addition to the awesome interviews, a few times a week, I come on here just to share some quick thoughts and tips I think will really help you in a practical way, either your business, your mindset, or even your health. So while you're waiting for your Starbucks or picking up the kids or maybe just brushing your teeth, these are good quick hits to help you get on your way. Hey, everybody. I want to talk to you today about the basics, really, truly the foundation for anything that has to do with building a real estate portfolio, working as a real estate professional, as an agent investor or agent investor, which hopefully all of you are starting to get the idea is a pretty good thing to do, um, or, or any other business person for that matter, any human for that matter, is this whole notion of knowing your numbers. I had this huge light bulb moment in the last couple of weeks as I was sitting in different group conversations and uh, some of the more seasoned people in the room were giving advice and they say, well, you need to know your numbers. You know, you have to know your numbers. Well, you know, be sure that you know your numbers. And somebody in one of the circles actually like rose their hand and said, what does that mean to know your numbers? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being brave enough to actually ask that question. First of all, what that did for me is it made me realize that this lingo that we use saying, know your numbers, we, some of us use it all the time and we know exactly what it means. But if you're new to all of this, of course that doesn't make any sense. So I wanted to get on today and just do a quick, what the heck do we mean when we say know your numbers? So, um, For those of you that think you know your numbers, you can punch out on this, Um, but I would actually encourage you to to listen through this because you might be hitting like 90% of these and there's still 10% that you're not really focused on. And a lot of that is because the market is good right now. You don't necessarily quote unquote need to be focused on it, but I would encourage you to listen to this just as a little gut check, just as a little thing coming from somebody who's been through the market shifts in the past and um, learn some hard lessons about it um, and really wants to share some of my experiences to help some of you get further ahead. Now, did I always know my numbers? Yes, I did always know my numbers. I have an accounting background where I'm, I'm a numbers geek. My husband is a finance guy. We know our numbers. We're also conservative. But even after going through the experiences that we did over the last 20 years, we now have different conversations around knowing your numbers because we've learned that different kinds of numbers are important. And so all that to say, let me just go one by one on some of the numbers that you should know, that this should be just a part of your, you know, walking through the business world thing and um, give you some ideas that if you don't know what these things are, maybe you can start and get your arms around this because it's going to make you so much more safe feeling. It's going to give you so much power. It's going to allow you to make decisions better and it'll allow you to prepare better too, just for times when it's kind of a winter in the season of the economy. So know your numbers. First of all, you need to know your personal numbers. Way too many people And this is not just for people that are on a limited budget, but for people that actually make a good amount of money, don't actually know what their actual overhead costs are each month. They know, hey, we spend about X a month, and as long as there's that much in the checking account, it's all good. And that obviously is a great place to start. If you're living below your means, awesome. But beyond that, how many of you 
actually go through every month through your credit cards, through your bank statements, through everything, and know by category what you're spending on everything. This is a really interesting exercise. And I remember when COVID hit, a lot of the big guys and girls out there were saying, hey, you know what? I went through my bank accounts and I realized like I've got all this like auto debit stuff going on that I actually didn't even know what some of it was, right? These are the 399s and the 309099s and it might be 199s if you make a ton of money. They just kind of hit. You don't pay attention. You're not using it. Um, but when you do this monthly audit and you go line by line, I do this by the way, it takes me about an hour to go through everything. I know exactly what I'm spending on each thing. I know how much obviously my mortgage is and I know obviously how much you know different payments are, but I also know, you know what? I spend about X a month every month on presents for people or X amount each month on different beauty things or different shopping things. I know how much I spend on gifts on average. I know what all of those numbers are. And what's really cool is I could quickly, if things radically change, know exactly what is non-negotiable and pare it down from there and what is extra. So you don't need to make this complicated. Some of you are already doing this. It's amazing. You've got QuickBooks or whatever you do. A lot of you don't have any systems. You know that there's money in there. You know the check's clear. You kind of eyeball it every once in a while, but you never actually go through every month. So I'm going to encourage you that if you're anything other than the I have the uh, you know QuickBooks or an accountant that does this, even on my personal stuff. I'm not just talking about the business. I'm talking about the personal stuff. Get out a spreadsheet. Doesn't have to be fancy. Make some categories. Go back the last six months and actually figure out what you're spending every month. I assure you, if you've never done this, you will be blown away. You will be surprised on the things that you thought you weren't spending money on that you're actually spending a lot on. And I also would be surprised that 99% of you don't find things that you're getting charged for that you didn't even know were running through your bank account. So that's the first step. And you need to do that step to do any of the other steps. Secondly, you need to know your financial freedom number. So this is kind of a multi-step process. You need to know how much you need that if the world just stopped, you were laid off, whatever the thing is, if you're an entrepreneur, your business changed you know, tomorrow, what is that number that you would need if it could come in every month passively that you would cover your monthly net. This is your this is your mortgage, this is your groceries, this is you know your insurance, whatever it is, the basic things. This is your basic security freedom number. Number two, number two is what is that number that would allow you to cover that plus a little extra? Like, oh that if I had to take everything down the bare essentials, it's that, but it would be nice to know that I could actually go to the movies, go take a weekend to go see family, go do whatever. And again, some of you might be making so much money you think this is absolutely ridiculous, but I don't think it's ridiculous and you're gonna see where I'm going from this. Number three is, what is that number that you just calculated plus a contingency plan? Hey, on top of that, it'd be nice to be putting away 20, 30, 40, whatever percent of that every month just in case there's a no shit moment. And then the fourth number, what is the number that allows you to do all of that plus the things you really dream you want to do. Some people are not money motivated at all. They are actually just lifestyle motivated or they are just freedom motivated. What are all the things, if you could wave your magic wand, you would do that require money? 
the vacations, the dream car, the contributions you would want to make every month to family or causes, or just being able to like surprise somebody once a month or many people once a month and do something really kind for them. What are all those numbers? Go through this exercise and calculate that to the best that you can. And then you're going to have what we call your true financial freedom number. This is the number that if you could figure out a way, because you can, to generate it passively, you can work for fun, you can feed extra investments, you can do whatever you want to do, but you could literally stop walking on the nine to five grind or the 24 seven grind or the whatever grind you are on, because that number would be taken care of from your passive cash flow. Once you know those numbers, you can actually calculate what the number is in terms of cash that you have that you can invest and not be stressed about. Meaning that you can have a runway of cash if you're self-employed, especially a lot of agents listen to this, a lot of real estate investors, newers the game listen to this because it goes back to that very first number we calculated that I need this amount of money to survive. And, you know, if they have a business, cover my business expenses, whatever it is. And if that makes you still not comfortable and have a little bit tucked away for contingency, that is your baseline number that allows you to actually go, okay, you know what? I've got three months, six months, a year, whatever it is based on your risk tolerance level that I want to always have in some sort of liquid situation where I know that I can get it out if everything goes sideways. That creates so much security. And it also knows that Anything beyond that, you can put into other investments, but you need to have that runway built before you go out and start investing every dollar you have. And then lastly, knowing your numbers. What are your true investment numbers? What are the true acquisition costs on purchasing this investment? What are the true carry costs? What are the financing costs? What are the utility costs? What are the insurance costs? What are those costs really every month? And then what are the true profit numbers after selling it? If it is something you plan on, you know, renovating or doing something and then selling it, including your selling fees, your tax implications, right? Especially if it's a short-term hold, less than a year. What would it look like if it was a long-term, a year plus one? And how do those numbers look on whatever matrix that you use to analyze it? If it's a cash or cash return, an ROI. So these are the numbers that anybody that is playing in this wealth building game should absolutely know. Now, for those of you that are having a moment of freak out, because I know when we talk about numbers and money, it can be very triggering for a lot of people. I do not want you to be overwhelmed. The purpose of this is actually to give you a roadmap. When I hear like, what does that mean knowing your numbers? It tells me you don't know, have a roadmap. Or maybe some of you guys had some of this roadmap, but not the rest of it. And I want you to have a roadmap because once you have a map, you know where you need to go. Now you just need to go do it, right? If you don't know how to figure out these numbers, like what is a true carry cost? These are things you can easily learn, right? There's YouTube University. There's things that I'm doing. There's things that Teresa Sage, my good friend, is doing. There are so many places that you can go, mentors and teachers that you can plug into to really learn this stuff. But the most important thing to know is what it is you need to know if you don't know it yet, and then also that it's important and that you should start. So I feel like this conversation is really, really timely. It's always important, but especially now as you know, the talk of market shifts are happening and everything is shifting a little bit. We see what's happening with the little bit of uneasiness in the stock market. We know that the real estate market is going through some changes, that there's 
different changes going on with inflation and and different tax rates and different uh, interest rates. So a rising tide floats all boats. I know you guys have heard some of that. That's kind of an old GMA, GPA saying. What it means is when everything's going good and the market is just going hard and we're ripping along at 30% appreciation, it allows for sloppiness. It allows for you to not be as dialed in because there's so much forgiveness, right? If you're flipping a home and you screwed it all up, you probably at worst will still come out whole and more than likely make money because you've got this built-in buffer from this rapidly appreciating market. But when things change and things get a little bit more stable, or even if there's a little correction, people that don't have their arms around these numbers and really know them, they will feel it the worst and they're not going to be prepared. So I want to encourage you to really take this opportunity to get prepared, get educated, get in the room with other people having these discussions and don't be afraid. I know that finances and numbers carry a lot of emotional weight, right? There's a lot of story behind them. We've all been raised with different stories around money, or maybe we've had really difficult financial experiences. I know some of you listening went through the Great Recession. You have a lot of PTSD. And the irony is, but probably some of you are actually the best at your numbers because you had to be. You learned this through the painful way. But for some of you, you haven't had those experiences and everything is phenomenal. And I am so happy for you. I truly am. And I am not saying this because I am a downer or I'm trying to induce fear. I am not. It is just good fundamentals. These are fundamentals that everybody should have. And sticking your head in the sand and be like, I don't know, I just always make a ton of money is not a good strategy. It's not a strategy at all. So please take the time, think about numbers you know really well, what things you don't, where you need to brush up, and just start working on that so that you can actually be really solid in your finances and really be able to go out and feel empowered. So know your numbers. Next time you hear that being talked about, you know what that means. And if you need more help, you know, you can always meet up with me at the Investress. I'm sometimes speaking, I'm rolling out some new things. I'm always happy to help. I'm really, really excited about it. And boom, there goes my ding. It's time for me to go. So be well, you guys, and I will catch you the next time. Thanks so much for joining me on my Elevate Quick Thoughts. If this spoke to you, I would be so grateful for you to give me a quick review and even better if you would share it with a friend. I'm here three times a week, so I look forward to catching up with you on the next one. See you soon.